Here, 357. Go up and if you need to, put one right behind his head. We yeah. talked about this ghost bear. How long have you been after this ghost bear? Five years. I just love hunting these animals. That's that's all I care about. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. All right, folks. Welcome to the podcast. So today, um, I got on my friend and uh, president of the Black Bear Bowhunter Society, Gary uh, Gary Masiak. Whew, I got it right. I think. Did I get it right? Was that right? <laughs> Everybody slaughtered it. It's okay. Yeah, it's Jerry Masiak. Jerry yep. Masiak. Yep. So, anyway. Um, so I think a few podcasts ago, I announced that I was the vice president of the uh, Black Bear Bow Hunter Society, but the guy, the the founder, the um, uh, sort of the yeah founder of the group here, Jerry, uh, is a good friend of mine. You've been a podcast follower of mine for a long time. As a matter of fact, I I'm pretty sure you're the first person ever to write in and tell me my audio was garbage. I don't remember that. It was it was a long <laughs> time ago. I'm pretty sure you wrote I in. I think it was, I think it was one episode that you yeah. were recording with uh, the guy in Ontonagon County where he shot a 500 pound uh, bear or something like that. You yeah. couldn't hear his phone. His yeah. phone kept cutting in and out, and it was hard to hear. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned that, but uh, yeah. Other than that, I love the podcast. <laughs> I've heard every one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just remember that was the first like first time I talked to you. I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> that uh, that was that was you know on that podcast it was unfortunate because obviously you know it wasn't like I was oblivious to it. I knew it was bad audio, but it was like, what do you do? Like the the guy was in an area just he just didn't he didn't have a home phone. He had awful cell coverage, and it was like. <laughs> what do I do with this? And so I tried to patch it together, but I was like, oh, I know the audio is awful on this, but it is what it is, yeah. right? So. Sometimes you just got to roll with it. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we're loud and clear now, though. I don't hear any static or anything crazy, so I think we're good. But uh, <laughs> Sounds good on this end. Good. So, anyway, so um, um, the reason I brought you on, Jerry, well, I mean, number one, just introduce the group, right? I mean, this is a brand new group. Uh, how about you just give us a little background on, on why you started this group? That'd be big. Well, I started Black Bear Bowhunter Society because I'm very passionate about bear hunting in Michigan and other places as well in Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't seem like the bear hunters in Michigan were getting a fair shake. Um, things were being passed, voted on and passed, and we weren't really getting too much of a thing. I mean, there was just some good groups that were representing us, but just, I wanted to be involved so I could help, you know, make a difference and just, uh, represent, uh, re- represent the guys and the hunt of the base and, uh, and hope to make a difference in the name of conservation and what's best for the bears and, you know, have our fair say, I guess you could say. So that's, that's why I started it. And uh, it was a it was a simple thing at first, but then it just kind of grew into a nonprofit organization. And uh, I asked you to 
join the club and you were willing to do so and I appreciate that. And uh yeah, so so far so good. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. And uh so far some social media. No memberships yet, but uh it's coming soon. So Awesome. Did you change something with your connection? I think we jinxed it. I said everything sounded good and then it sounds like you're really muffled. Um yeah, I'm in the same spot, so I'm not sure. Oh, weird. I keep hearing this, like, strange beeping, too. Hmm. That's weird. I can't hear it. Okay. Well, we'll press on. Hopefully it doesn't get any worse. Okay. Um, okay, awesome. Yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely, the reason I was happy to be on board is I definitely agree, like, uh, as a guy who's, you know, I live in the UP, I've hunted Michigan bears for, uh, about a decade now. Um, yeah, I agree. It doesn't appear that, uh, Michigan bait hunters get a fair shake at all. Um, it, it just, it, a lot of the regulations get passed and the way the season's structured, it's kind of, um, preposterous, right? And I mean, I don't say that in, in a way to like bash hound hunters, right? They're, um, you know, they do what they do, right? But um, for Michigan bait hunters are 80% of the hunting bear hunters, right? Only 20% of, of bear hunters in Michigan are hound hunters. And so yeah. when the, the yeah, way the, when the tags are, the way the tags are structured, you know, the way the tags are structured, the way seasons are structured, you would have thought it was the reverse. You would have thought, well, 20% of hunters are bait hunters and 80% are hound hunters. That's not the way the seasons work out or the, the tags, you know, and, um, it just, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, you, I mean, for, I mean, bait hunters, for instance, I mean, they can hunt all three seasons and and both you and I have, Jerry, have been very successful like hunting the later seasons where you can draw a tag every year and stuff. But, um, you know, it's not, it's not the best deal. Let's put it that way. Um, it's a tough hunt for instance. It's, it's, yeah, we get interference, uh, you know, to no fault of anybody else. They're out there to enjoy the woods too and do their thing. Yeah. But, um, hunting over bait is kind of like a, uh, a sport where you can't have too much, uh, people running through or, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Like bird yeah. hunters and stuff like that. It, it, you can wreck your setup real quick. Very quick. With this guy doing their own thing, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's a type of hunt that's best left to be by itself with nobody else in the woods. That's, that's where your success comes from. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, I mean, but yeah, everybody else is just doing their thing. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. The thing that really, the thing that really lit a fire under my my butt was was the barrel law. That's what really got this thing going. Um, mm-hmm. To have barrels within 100 yards off a roadway really catered to one style of hunting and didn't do any justice for the bait hunter. Yep. And uh, that's that's one of the main reasons why I got this this organization going and started getting involved in the Michigan Bear User Group. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and we've talked about this on the that on the podcast with the new barrel regs that came out in Michigan and how it I mean, you have to keep within 100 yards of a maintained road. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's um Yeah, I mean, it only, the it only entertain even if the guy entertained that 
thought and he thought he was in the you know way out in the boonies and he was 100 yard within 100 yards off a roadway any good rig or rig dog riding down the road on top of a truck is gonna get a whiff of that bear if it's yep. an active bait you know yep exactly so it's just um uh, i don't know i just thought it catered to the one side of uh, bear hunting and i just uh i wanted to represent the bait hunter and, and uh unbeknownst to me at the last meeting it does have a sunset clause so okay uh 20 december 2020 it will end okay but uh we'll be there to see make sure it's not revisited mm-hmm. and uh if it is it's uh it's got to be revised yeah so. yeah yeah would you rather see i'm of the opinion that i like the barrels but i would rather see it revised where you know it's open to more lands and um well i'm afraid i don't know what I, I don't know if there have been any negative issues where law enforcement's come across barrels that weren't removed, you know, things like that. But um, if there hasn't been a whole lot of issues with that, I would be all for the the regulations to be revised where barrels were allowed, but, you know, larger holes um, in the barrels, uh, be able to put them wherever you want on public land um, versus the hundred yards of a road. I mean, cause like this last season, I had a couple buddies that tried to use barrels and, you know, with the one inch hole regulation, it just was ridiculous. They couldn't, uh, basically none of the baits that you could buy, they wouldn't work. They just kept getting clogged up in the hole. And then, you know, things that would work are grains, but you're only allowed two gallons of that per regulation. So, you know, you can't leave, you know, you can't use a barrel to its real effectiveness with a one inch hole. And so, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd like to keep the barrels, but I, I think the regulations need to be revised. But what do you, what do you think? Well, I, I like them and I don't, um, I've talked to a lot of guys at the bear music group meeting and other fellow bear hunters. And, uh, a lot of times guys can get sloppy you know, we're, nobody's, nobody's perfect, you know, no yep. organization or club or, uh, you know, even in bowling, there's one jackass, you know, Yep. but, uh, guys have gotten sloppy in the past and left their barrels out and didn't tag them with their name. And it, it just makes for litter and mm-hmm. people see that and gives a bear hunter a bad name. And it's happened a lot in the past. And a lot of the uh, older guys uh, have brought this to my attention, and it and it uh, it has some credence. You know, we we want to put on a good face when we're in the public, even when we're not out there. We can't be leaving garbage and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. on the pro side of things, it's it's great for the bait hunter because he can fill that thing up and just bait it once a week. Or for the downstater in Michigan, yeah, they can drive up, fill the barrel, go back home, and you know, it's it's a lot easier to keep bears on a bait that way. Very so much. it has its pros and cons. I mean, so we're as a club, as you know, Max, we talked about this. We're always open to ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, we we just, for example, we just put these proposals, this draft proposal together for a spring bear hunt, mm-hmm. and I wrote up three proposals and. And on social media, we were getting shot down right away, and I knew it wasn't going to be an easy fix. But the idea is there for people to talk about, discuss, and, you know, 
work things out because I, I want it to be discussed to where we can at least make some movement or improvement on what we have right now. Right. So, right. so as far as the bills go, there's, there's pros and cons, I guess. Yeah. Yep. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Why don't we jump into that? Well, yeah, no, let's, let's go ahead and jump into that. So it's <laughs> sprint Michigan spring bear hunt. So, so for folks that, cause I got a lot of listeners, actually the major vast majority of my listeners are not from Michigan, but, um, the let's, let's put it this way. So in Michigan, currently you can only hunt in the fall. Um, there's three seasons per se. There's the first season, which starts the, uh, I forget it used to, it changed. It used to be September 10th, but now it's like the 9th or the 11th or what it's a floating day now. Um, and, but it used to be, yeah, it'll change again this year too. Yeah. So let's pretend it's going to be the 10th this year. It's probably not, but so it's around September 10th and the second, and that goes until middle of October. And then second season go starts around the 15th of September and goes until October 25th. And then the last season, the third season, it starts September 25th and goes until the 26th of October. And, um, the first season is only, is bait only, but you, basically you have a five day window of bait only and then it turns and then the hounds can start and then the hounds and bait can go throughout the whole season this in the up and in the lower peninsula it's a little different but um yeah that one that one's a little different but anyway um the the majority of, of hunting in michigan's in the upper peninsula for the for bears so um Anyway, that, that's how it's set up. It's fall only. Now, we're proposing, well, we're, yeah, we're, we proposed the idea of a spring bear hunt in Michigan. Um, that way, and it would be a bait-only spring hunt. That way you could separate, uh, give bait hunters, which are 80% of the hunters, more time to hunt by themselves without hounds, without any interference with hounds. Because the other thing a lot of people don't realize is that, um, well, let me, let me, let me step back one more. Sorry. I'm jumping all over, but with these tag allotments, right? So with these seasons, it, you, there is a, let's say, let's say there's a thousand bear tags in a bear unit. A hundred of those tags will be the first season. And then the rest of them will be the second and third seasons. So because of that, the wait times for these first season hunts, which are bait only for only five days can be up to ranging anywhere from five to eight years. Now, mm-hmm. the third season hunts, which are the hound hunts, and I mean, you can bait hunt and you can do it successfully, but it's a lot tougher. Um, these first, these third season tags, you can get either every year or every other year. Um, and this predominantly a hound hunt, but those are the majority of the tags. Those tags are, you know, there's tons of those tags. Um, right. Now, what we're talking, what we're proposing is that we take the majority of those tags, instead of giving them to the later seasons, which are more catered to hound hunters, we put it in a spring bear hunt, which is separated completely from the hounds. Oh, and that's what I was getting back to, is that hounds can train from July 15th all the way until September 5th? 
Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So even and if there's you, a quiet period. Yep, a five days. So even if you have a first period tag, if you you can't just set up in any old area because you'll have hounds training over your bait. <laughs> so, um, yep, that that can happen. Yep, well. which you know. <laughs> so anyway, um, what we're proposing is that we have a spring bear hunt that separates because hounds cannot train from April fifteenth until July fifteenth or twelfth or whatever the days I, are. Somewhere in the somewhere yeah, in the beginning of July. July eighth, I think, is when it starts. Okay. That was in the last regs. I no. should I should know that, but it's whatever. Um, anyway, they uh, so we're proposing is during when there's no hounds at all, we put out a spring bear hunt, um, bait only, and that yeah, that's what we're proposing. Now you put out three different proposals. You want to explain those, Jerry? What's that? I said, do you want to explain what the three spring bear hunt proposals are that you put out? Yeah, absolutely. You were cutting out there. Oh, sorry. Everything. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, yeah, the first proposal, these are just ideas and mm-hmm. draft proposals, like I said, to discuss, talk about, and see whatever how everybody feels about it. So these are just proposals, and they actually have to go in front of the very user group and probably get voted on. And then after that point, if it passes, we'll go to the NRC. Mm-hmm. The Natural Resources Commission will get together and see if it's viable economically and uh and if it's good biologically and all that stuff but so we're proposing three different styles and we're going to see what people like more Mm -hmm. the first one's pretty drastic and that is three hunt periods from may 1st all the way to june 15th first one starting the first of may second one may 8th and then may 15th for the third one and they go for one month each and then September 15th to October 25th would be hounds only. And uh, that would that would be their only, that would be their whole season right there, just by themselves. They could run the dogs and do what they got to do. But anyways, that one got the most flack, I think, so far on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, let, let, let's, let's, let's <laughs> pause there for a minute. So yeah, we... So as as Jerry said, there's right now the Blackbird Bow Hunter Society, the main um, communication in it right now is a group on Facebook, and I highly suggest you, if you're interested in um, supporting the group, you that you join that group and get involved in the discussions we have on there. But um, the <laughs> that that one definitely has got a lot of flack um, from a, even well. I mean, even like other bait hunters, they're very concerned about um, things like, you know, if we split the seasons completely, that um, hounds, like hound hunting, because hound hunting is is very controversial, and anti-hunters want to get rid of that, and if we split the seasons, that might be a way for anti-hunters to get in between bait hunters and hound hunters and get rid of hound hunting, which I don't agree with that line of thought, because they could do that whether the season was split or not, <laughs> you know, and so. Yeah, it's all, it's all in your perception of how you want to look at it, I guess. But I yeah. agree with you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, Matt, because uh, everybody on Facebook was either for or against it. And there's some flack on Facebook for it. But surprisingly on Instagram, um, we're reaching a larger audience, like across Canada and yep. Western United States. Yeah. And 
I got nothing but support through private messages and openly, you know, yeah, uh, messaging uh, and saying it's a good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit, good, a little bit good, you know, as far as Canada and the Western states, uh, you know, good for us. Uh, but uh, more locally through Facebook, uh, a little bit, a uh, little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. you know, more of a challenge, more of a hard sell. So. You know, it's funny how that works with Facebook and Instagram because, yeah, my, my reach is way bigger with Instagram than it is with Facebook, but then my Facebook audience is way more local than my Instagram audience. You know, I find that – I don't know how their algorithms work, but it's it's funny. Yeah, I, I get the same thing. But, yeah, you know, it, when I – I'll talk to people throughout the United States and Canada – and when I tell them that, you know, they'll ask, oh, are you going to, are you doing a spring bear hunt or are you getting ready for spring season? And, and in the years past where I wasn't going, I'm like, no, no, I just got, got the fall hunt. Like, oh, you don't have a spring bear season in Michigan? Um, no, no, we don't. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it just seems like, well, why yeah. wouldn't you have a spring bear season? But, um, you know, we're so close to Ontario and just, uh, as far as the land goes, it's very, very similar rocky terrain, boreal yeah. forest. Um, maple and oak stands here and there, and uh, yeah. you know it's very similar. They have a spring burrowing. I know they're uh, they've got a lot lot bigger land mass and a lot more bears, but on a smaller scale, we're a lot like them. And I, I I can't see why it wouldn't work. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I I I mean, well, I mean, just an example. Last last season, I had a Wisconsin tag. And you're allowed to bait from May. No, April fifteenth. April fifteenth, I think. Yeah, yeah. As many can start. I didn't start till May fifteenth, but I'll tell you what. Um, I think having a spring bear hunt, you know, based on what I saw in on the baits in Wisconsin during you know May through June, um, boy, it'd be a good time <laughs> to have a to hunt spring bear in the UP for sure. It'd be absolutely it'd be a blast it'd be a blast so i um, love spring bear hunting in ontario i've done it a few times and mm-hmm. it just uh i don't know there's something about spring bear hunting it's just very exciting there's no kind of school except for maybe turkey hunting yeah and although i love turkey hunting i would rather bear hunt yeah um, yeah me personally but uh but yeah it's just something about it you know there's uh, nothing else going on it's really quiet in the woods and yeah, it's a nice time. Yeah. Nice time to be in the woods, too. Oh yeah, especially sure. com- coming yeah. off of, you know, that's the thing is, um, you know, with with a spring bear hunt, right? It separates because usually with, you know, especially with those third season UP tags, it's like, you know, you're you're all amped up to go bear hunting, right? But like our bow season for whitetails starts five days later, you know? And, and honestly, Mm -hmm. it's a little, um, it's a little, I wish it was more spread out for us because we go and we'll spend, you know, a month baiting bears and trying to get bears to come in. And then you're all committed to this bear hunt. And then, you know, if you, if you get a bear, then you got to jump in right into whitetail season. And, you know, usually after a month of baiting, um, you know, I'm pretty, pretty spent in terms of, I don't know, spent's the right word, but yeah, I'm just, you know, I need a, 
I need time. I need time at home with my family and stuff before I jump back into whitetails. Whereas if we had a spring bear hunt, it would really spread things out, and that'd be nice. But oh, for sure, for sure. And I'm not complaining about the third season, like you and I draw. Um, it's it's really tough to hunt. It can be tough to hunt because you've got yeah. small game hunters in Michigan starting on September 15th, and you've got the hounds running. And then you've got, like you said, five days later, you got a lot of guys wishing out a lot of bow hunters that like to go chase white tails. Yeah. And, uh, you got to find your own little piece of land and just kind of get yourself back in there away from the crowd, you know? Yeah. Uh, it can be tough. Yeah. Especially with the last two years, man, for that, that soft and hard mass crowd. Yeah, for sure. Like, you made it right in the big play, I don't buy us, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It can be tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, and the thing is too, like, um, with with these fall hunts where, you know, it's so so much varies with these hunts on natural food and weather and stuff. And, um, you know, if you're a guy that's waited seven years for a tag, or you know, you're trying it out for the first time and you do a third season hunt, it's not a it's it's a complete failure, right? that turns off a lot of bear hunters, right? Like I can't imagine how many, I wouldn't even want to guess how many like people that would have been hardcore bear hunters in Michigan. If we had a spring bear hunt or even just a simply a earlier bear season, um, where it wasn't, you know, you had more time to a good quality bear hunting time to get it done. Um, how many more like hardcore bear hunters there would be versus, you know, the way the season structure is set up. Most bear hunters are very casual bear hunters because they don't have, you know, it, they, they wait for years and years and years for a quality tag. And then, you know, they get the tag and then it turns out to be, you know, the weather's bad or there's tons of natural food and they don't get a bear and they're like, well, I just waited seven years for this. Well, forget it, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I wonder yeah, how many people. Right. I wonder how many bear hunters they've lost because of that. Versus if we simply had in the spring when you know the weather really isn't as much of a factor and natural foods definitely are not as much of a factor. You know how much better of a hunt it would be, and how many more bear hunters, especially if they could draw tags more consistently, how many more bear hunters we'd have. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's a casual hunt for a lot of guys in Michigan, but there is also a lot of hardcore bear hunters here. And the reason I say that is they, they try to draw that third hunt or sometimes that second hunt, but they also hunt out of state. Yeah, A lot of guys I know, they go to Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and they hunt in the spring because they just love it. Or they can't draw a tag in Michigan, so they go in the fall. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, having said that, I think it would draw more attention to bear hunting, and I think uh, it uh, it might grow the sport, so to speak. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's all about conservation and putting money back into it, and, mm-hmm. you know, spreading the good word. So Right, right. Yeah, there's, there's just a lot of pros to a spring hunt, and we're hoping everybody's open-minded when we yeah, put these proposals in front of them at the bear user group meeting. Mm-hmm. I understand there's a couple of people that are going to go in front of the NRC and kind of push this in the right direction too as well as far as the spring hunt so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see yeah yep 
So you, you gave Proposal 1, which was basically have three bait-only hunts in the spring, and then um, only only hounds in the fall, um, starting September 15th. Now, what were the other two proposals? The other two was to actually cut back the spring hunt just a little bit, mm-hmm. so it would be May 1st or June 1st for the first hunt. Second hunt would be May 8th to June 8th. The third hunt would be open to hounds and bait starting September 15th. I believe it was. I have it written down here somewhere. And going to October 25th. Okay. Gotcha. So we'd have some fall bait hunting for those that wanted to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Besides the first proposal, the second one and the third one would have fall hunting for guys that choose to run the fall. Okay. Some guys like to hunt in the fall and they're just kind of used to it and stuff and there's nothing wrong with that either. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the second and third proposal will have that in the draft. Okay. Gotcha. Now with either of these proposals, because part of it, part of my concern is that, um, I don't want to see a, because it would be a lot easier to kill bears, um, in a spring hunt. I mean, that's just a fact. Um, yeah, sort of, sort of the hidden thing about the way our season's structured in Michigan is that it allows a lot of, currently is that it allows a lot of bear tags, but success is a lot more limited because of the timing of the tags, right? Um, if we introduce a, a spring bear hunt where, you know, you're giving hunters prime time to go hunt, um, you're going to see a lot higher success rates, which could bring bear populations down or, you know, and which would cause the um, DNR to have to limit the amount of tags given. Um, One way around that to lower success rates or lower people wanting to draw tags is to have like an archery only hunt. Is there any thought of using that? as a tool, like an archery-only bait spring hunt? Um, it's crossed my mind. Um, I don't know if that would be a, a good selling point when we yeah. first introduced that. Um, the more and more I'm hearing feedback, it's proposal three, mm-hmm. which is the last one I haven't talked about yet. That yeah. is the easier sell. Um, it's a low percentage of tags, which would be 12% of the 82 percentile that are given to bait hunters. Mm-hmm. Um, so 12% of those tags would be just for a first season in the spring for one month long. And uh, even on a trial period for two years, because that's a two-year cycle for the regulations. And uh, we could even do it as a trial run yeah. for two years and just to see how that goes. And the beauty of that is when you apply for the fall tag, if it's not successful as we had hoped in the harvest, you can add tags to the fall season. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which would be a, which would benefit everybody. Okay. So, yeah. So, so just, just to go back over it, uh, would be May 1st. You could bait it April 1st, start mm-hmm. baiting April 1st, go from May 1st to June 1st. And then the second season would be just bait from September 1st to October 1st, and then bait and hounds September 15th 
to the 25th of October. Okay. Yeah, that's the third proposal? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That does sound like a much easier sell because there's hardly... Basically, the big change is that um, there's a low percentage of of tags that given to the, get given to the spring hunt, and then um, the the rest of the bait tags are, you know, you give an extra five days, or well, eh, ten days, ten days. So you get an extra ten day season. So you get a longer bait only period um, in the fall, and then it's back to status quo. So. Yeah, that that would be an easier sell, I think. But so you're you're just basically we're just shifting seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it'll be too much of a big deal, but we'll we'll see. You know, yeah. at, the, at the meeting, and you know, <laughs> I'm I'll, I'll take responses uh, all day long on social media just just to discuss it. You know, because it's important to keep it open. We want to be, as you know, Matt. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. We want to be transparent as possible. We don't yeah. want not hiding anything or anything you know we just we want to put the conservation first and keep the numbers up front and let everybody know what we're doing before we even propose it right so that way we can get feedback you know it's i just think that's a good thing because we may have bait hunters out there that just heard of us you know like in the next few weeks and they see the post and they could they could chime in and let us know how they feel yeah you know so we want to be transparent and open to everybody and see what see what their thoughts are right but um for the hardcore hunters that I've talked to so far, um, I think the spring season is a great idea. Um, and uh, that's why I drafted up these proposals. And I think the, the third one, like we just discussed, is probably the one that everybody will may bite into. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yep, I know what you mean. I, I guess personally, if I had to pick, I like proposal two, but... Um, I think the easier sell for everybody else is going to be proposal three. So it's my guess. So, but yeah, anyways, completely selfish proposal two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like two as well. That that would be the perfect case scenario because then you're giving the fall hunters that like to bait hunt their choice, and then yeah. spring hunters get a little bit more tags and get yeah. out in the springs and spring, and then uh, have that alone time. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, yeah, so, I, I, the more I think about this, I think the spring hunt should be the two seasons for spring hunt should be one of them should be archery only. And then that one should be given a ton of that way. Um, you can give more tags because the first success rate is going to be a lot lower. I think at the very least, I think that'd be a way to go. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, yeah. you know, if you could do a spring bear hunt where there's, you know, a hundred tags, it's not going to generate tons of interest, right? But if you're able to give out a thousand tags because people are that much less successful, you know, um, I think that'd be kind of cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And and you just pointed out something that I wanted to mention. Um, the Black Bear Bull Hunter Society is, I'm just a passionate bull hunter and that's what I named it, but we were, represent all bait hunters Right. Guys with crossbows, muzzle loaders, handguns. We we represent everybody that hunts over bait and uh we're not going against anybody as far as hunting hunting groups or any other, you know, small game groups or anything like that. We just want our voice heard and that's who we're representing. Right. So Right. I wanted to make make that point. Case in point, I'm the vice president of the group. 
and I've never shot a bear with a bow, so. There's... <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I will say, though, if there is an archery-only spring bear hunt, which I keep advocating for, you'll see me uh, doing a lot of compound shooting. <laughs> There you go. So yeah, sounds good. You know, you know what? It's funny. I just love my my longbow, my recurve, my compound. I shoot them all. Yeah. And uh, every time I chase game, it's always with a bow. But November fifteenth in Michigan, man, I just I'm happy to have that rifle in my hands. I, I just I, I love gun hunting too. So yep. I know what you mean. I get, I get it. Yep. Yeah. I I just like guns. I don't know. I just like I like bows, but I don't know. I I just I'm just a gun guy. I don't know. <laughs> and so yeah for sure guns are cool yep yep <sighs> so, so, so this spring speaking of spring you're going to alaska eh? yeah yeah i'm going to alaska so i am really really looking forward to that it's been i'll tell you what man it's been a long time coming i i so it was like 2013 or 2012 or 2013 i had planned on moving to alaska and actually the the gun i'm bringing to alaska i had bought because, I mean, my wife and I were like, because I was still in college at the time, and so we were going to move up to Alaska, and I was going to transfer to college up there, and um, and I bought this gun thinking, oh yeah, I'm moving up to Alaska, and, you know, I, I want a big, big caliber three thirty eight for, you know, grizzly hunting and all that, I just want to make sure I've got it, and so I bought that gun, and then I didn't end up moving to Alaska, and, um, you know, I kind of, I don't know, I don't have regrets in life, but I always wonder if that was the right decision not going up there, but, um, anyway, now that I'm finally going, I'm definitely bringing that 338 because it's like, yeah, that finally is going up there with me, that's the reason I bought the gun is to go up to Alaska with, so, yeah. I, I seen your post uh, on social media, that's a nice looking gun. Yeah, thanks, it's a, uh, Ruger M77 Hawkeye, so 338 Win Mag, um, I've shot three bears with it, so it's definitely a good black bear gun for sure. And that's all I'm hunting with. Yeah, that's all I'm using it for. But um, mm -hmm. nice to have a bigger caliber because where I, you know, the baits I'm going to be hunting on definitely have grizzlies on them. So you know, never know yeah, what's going to come chasing after me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I heard that podcast with you and Jeff, and I yeah. was like, wow, that that would be so cool to see a grizzly walking in. Jeez. I know. I know. That's that's I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I get to shoot a black bear and then go out and like get to watch somebody else kill a grizzly. So that's that's my hope and dream for this trip. Is I, I want to shoot a black bear pretty quick because you know I've shot lots of black bears and I mean I want to do it in Alaska. That'd be really cool. But um, you know the adventure is going to be watching people kill grizzlies and stuff. That's that's what I'm really excited about. So, and from my understanding, you could try some grizzly meat too when you get up there. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> there will cool. be the the plan is the plan is I'm going to make a YouTube video that's going to be completely, you know, completely unfiltered, unscripted. I'm going to try grizzly bear meat, not like not like some like sausage or something. I want to cook up like grizzly backstrap or something and try it for the first time like you know right on camera so i can't hide my reaction or anything it's just there so i can see what right. it actually tastes like nice because there's so much you know you always hear about that it's like oh is grizzly bear meat good and you, you hear 
I've heard some people absolutely love it. And then I've heard, you know, the majority of things I've heard is that it's gross, you don't want to eat it, blah, 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 right? But I don't know. I also know... I guess it depends what they eat, right? I heard the ones that uh, live off the streams there just got this fishy flavor and it's not very desirable. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that too, so... But, I don't know, as you and I know, both know, I know a lot of people that will not eat venison, like white-tailed deer meat. You know, or oh, that's gross. I, I'm surprised how many people have this bad thought about bear meat. As delicious as it is, mm-hmm. I just, I just don't get it. You know, I, yeah. I try to introduce people that have never had wild game to bear meat, and they're so surprised when they eat how yep. delicious it is. It's like a good beef. Yeah, you know, they're just yeah. shocked because they hear these horror stories. So yeah, it's kind of odd to me. But uh, but yeah, even venison too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, venison. It's all about taking care of your meat. It is. It really is, and how you cook it too. How you cook it's huge. I mean, if you, I mean, if you sit there and you take a venison steak and you just cook it forever, like you would a, a fatty piece of beef, yeah, it's not going to be very good, <laughs> you know. But if you cook it right, it's great. And same, same with bear. Bear's a little more forgiving than venison, but um, you know, bear's phenomenal. I, I, I made. So I made four pounds of um, bear meatballs. Uh, my wife makes a, it's um, sweet and spicy um, cranberry black bear meatballs. And we don't even add pork to it. It's just straight bear. And I made four pounds of it. And I brought it to, um, at my work, we had this thing called the Christmas um, food feast. We Right before Christmas, we always have it. And everybody brings a dish to pass, and it's just a smorgasbord of food. And you start eating at ten thirty, and you know, tons of people eat or whatever. So I brought four pounds of meatballs, and that stuff was gone in an hour. <laughs> and every I don't wow. I didn't have I didn't have a single person tell me it was tell me anything negative. Everybody was like, "Wow, that was surprisingly good," <laughs> you know. Everybody gave me thumbs up or like, "Wow, that was really good." I'm surprised. So I don't know. And and the people I work with, they're not like you know, backwoods, wild game eating, you know, people, right? Most mm-hmm. of them are pretty, yeah. you know, pretty normal eating. So if they liked it, I mean, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, it's it's all about taking care of your game, yeah. uh, preparing it right, and just uh, having your friends or people that have never tried it to have an open mind. Yeah. They're oh yeah! Surprise! How good it is! You know, it's it's organic. You just got to remind them, hey, this is organic. It's organic. <laughs> it's, it's not corn fed with all these, uh, you know. Um, yep. No GMOs in there, or steroids in there. You know, it's it's, yep. it's all natural. Yeah. And uh, low cholesterol, low fat. Yada yada yada. Yeah. So, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, be back so on you, back on track. I'm to Alaska. Are you going in May? No, I'm going uh, early June. So yeah, early June. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's when our schedules worked out. So that's when. So I'll be hunting peak of the or right around peak of the rut. I don't know if uh, I think that's peak of the rut. Then at least the it's going to be definitely the rut. So looking forward to it. So it's gonna be a good time. I'll bet. Yeah, I got. That's a bucket list hunt for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I might not come back, man. I might not come back. We'll see. 
I'll come back to move my family up. That's about it. So, right. <laughs> uh, but and then you've got a spring bear hunt though this year too. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting pretty stoked about that. Yeah, where are you going? Um, I'm going to the Duck Mountains in Manitoba, and that will be mid-May. Sweet. We're going up there to Baldy Mountain Outfitters, and uh, I got some uh, some color phase bears up there, and some bears with big noggins. So nice. I'm really looking forward to it. So a 150 pound blonde bear walks out in front of you. Are you shooting? Stop it. <laughs> don't, don't do this to me. <laughs> no, that would be that would be a little too small, but I, I know where you're going no. with this. No. Uh, no. Something in the bone range, maybe. But um Dude, I'll be honest. Yeah, as, I guess as, the, as the host of the Bear Hunting Podcast, if a blonde bear, 150 pound blonde bear stepped out, it's dead. Dead. <laughs> i'd have to weigh out the situation because they've got multiple bears coming into these sites all the time uh-huh. todd wolden has got it going on he took it over from uh grandview outfitters and i think his name was tom's ainsworth uh-huh. it's just a great place in in manitoba to hunt bears and uh yeah he's just got a lot of bears up there a lot of colors and uh yeah i'm just uh I don't want to be too picky, but I'd, I'd really like to take a color phase bear. That's one of the main reasons I'm going up there. So, yeah, um, I'd like I'd like to see a 200 pound pound bear at least. Right. Before, yeah. No, this this is the same place that Bernie Behringer hunts a lot, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Bernie's been up there quite a few times. Okay. He's been hunting there for many many years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, if I remember from the videos, it looks like you're going to have your pick of the bears doesn't look like it's going to be a lack of shot opportunities. Yeah. The only thing that's going to, I think, stop that would be bad weather. Right. You know, just, right. They just manage it correctly. They don't stay in one spot. They move around. They've got a huge lease. Yeah. And they just kind of move around from spot to spot. And, uh, you know, so they're just managing it, managing it correctly. And, uh, yeah, just uh, uh, just looking forward to it. It's yeah, it'll be awesome. When are you going? Um, it's the second week of May. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the middle of May, I'll be going. Yep. Okay. So not super late, but not super early either. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, I didn't want to go too early for the simple fact that I like to fish too. So if I if uh-huh. I do take a bear early, yep. Yep. I can do some fishing on, on Blue Lake there. I've got some uh, good fishing up there. So. Yep. Um there's been times where they've opened up camps the first couple of weeks and all the lakes are still frozen over. Yeah, so. for sure. So I took that into consideration. It, and, uh, it might be like that this year. Limited... What's that? It might like, it might be like that this year with the, you know, I've been watching the, the Northern winter and it, or further North than us. And it's been way cold up there. Yep. I talked to Todd about, well, probably about a week ago. And he doesn't have the snow that we have, but his temperatures were like 20 below, Yep. you know, 15 below yep. on a normal basis, you know? Right. So right. yeah, it gets very cold up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I've noticed, like, um, 
it seems like I, I watch Alaska weather a lot and it seems like we were were always the opposite of Alaska. So whenever Alaska's warm, we're freezing. And then when they're cold, we're warm. So I've noticed they've had a really cold winter up in Alaska, at least from what I've seen. And um mm-hmm. they we've had uh, we've had a pretty warm winter here. No, we've had a lot of snow, but it's been a pretty warm winter. I mean Usually this, this stretch of winter, I mean, it's hardly above zero, you know, I mean, you might get some teens and single digits for the highs, but you know, your lows are, you know, 20, 30 below, at least where I live here in the UP. Um, but I haven't seen, I think the coldest I've seen this year is minus 18, but that was back in like December, November, even it was, it was cold early. Now it's been warm. Yeah, temperature-wise, it hasn't been bad. You know, I'm only about, I don't know, hour and a half east of you. Yeah, northeast. Just Marquette. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, <laughs> we got dumped down with snow. We don't get yeah. the cold temps this year, but, man, do we got snow over here. <laughs> yeah. Three and a half, four feet in the front yard, you know. Yeah, I just shoveled up. I, I just funny looking out the window and the snow is almost up to the bottom of the window, you know? Yep. I know. I know. I shoveled, I, I just had to shovel off my roof today and there is two and a half feet up top there, you know, and a lot, it was heavy snow too. It wasn't like, you know, light powder. It was heavy, heavy snow, but mm-hmm. so, yeah. So if I'm, if I'm a little delirious people, I'm sorry because I, well, according to my Fitbit, I hiked 13 miles today, but that's from shoveling snow off my roof. So, <laughs> so if I said anything funny, that's burning, I'm sorry. A, lot, that's burning a lot of calories. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. What does my Fitbit say? I've uh, whoops. This is totally. Now we're really rabbit trailing. Wow, I've burned 5,330 calories as of 8:18 at night. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So I just started a fitness program. I know just <laughs> just yeah, I should just quit my job and, and shovel off roofs. I'd be jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be jacked. That'd be about it. <laughs> I don't know if you oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I there is there's well, it's more of a high school. I know it, I know when I lived up in the Keweenaw, um it was a very common thing for like teenagers to do throughout the winter is shovel off roofs. My buddies did it. So I don't know if they made mm. good money off it, but I don't know. I'm sure they're exhausted though. <laughs> Depends on the oh, room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, I, I, I drive for a living and I go to mm-hmm. Keweenaw on once a week and uh, even go to Copper Harbor. Yeah. And it, it's funny. They normally get a lot of snow, but this year they don't got much, you know, really all the way from Cop. Yeah, all the way from Copper Harbor down to about Calumet. When you get to Calumet and south of there to Houghton, they got quite a bit of snow. But yeah. for some reason, Copper Harbor and Lake Medora, they don't they don't have much snow this year. Interesting, interesting. How much do they have in Calumet yeah. right now? Um, probably about the same as we do here near Marquette. Oh wow, that's three amazing. and a half feet. No, it all the snow settles too, but yeah, uh, yeah, probably about the same as us. Okay, yeah, yeah, they get a lot of snow. <laughs> the, so, like the the highlands around Houghton Hancock, um, well, so like Calumet South Range, 
Um, mm-hmm. It was the snowiest place outside of the Rocky Last I heard, anyway. It was the snowiest placed place outside of the Rocky Mountains in the in North America. Just, it's unreal. Yeah, there's actually a sign over there that says that. Yep. Yeah, so, I've seen that. It's crazy. Crazy stuff. It is. Well, we're surrounded by water. We're surrounded by 10% of the Earth's water, you know? So yeah, of course. has its own snow factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, exactly. Type of well, weather pattern. Well, if you think about it, right? So so in the Keweenaw, it's, it's a peninsula that juts out in the middle of Lake Superior, and you get lake effect snow, and... For listeners don't know what lake effect snow is, basically when it's really cold and the wind starts blowing, it creates snow just out of nowhere, and um, yeah, it, it picks just, up that moisture. Yeah, yep. And so basically, there's if you have any of three wind directions, it's snowing in the Keweenaw. <laughs> the only time it's not snowing is if you have a south wind. But if you have a south wind, it means that there's a snowstorm. You know, there's a low pressure system coming through, and you get a snowstorm. And so you're just dumping snow all the time up there. <laughs> so yeah, basically until yeah. until it's cold enough to where the lake freezes over, you it's snowing. But mm-hmm. so yeah. don't tell anybody. There's a lot of bears up there. <laughs> I tell you what, that's beautiful country. It's one of my favorite parts of Michigan. I know. I love I know. it up there. I know. I'm debating whether I want to bear hunt up there this year. Bear hunt closer. I'm not sure. So. For my Michigan tag, anyway, because I'm still hunting in Michigan this year. Are, are you Are you going to do a Michigan hunt still? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I always will. As long as I draw a tag, yeah, I will always apply for that third hunt. And I yeah. just I love it too much not to do it. But even if I didn't draw a tag, I would I would pay for my fiance or my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, if they drew a tag, so I just I love love being in the woods and you know. Yeah. Scout for bears, baiting bears, checking cameras. I love every aspect of it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. What you mean. it's just a part of my lifestyle now. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's it was uh, the only reason I didn't this last year is because I, I had the Wisconsin tag. So I, I, I mean, it just was not feasible to do both, right? But um, mm-hmm. this year I'll have a second period tag. Well, depends. I could have a third period Amazon tag, or I could have a second period. Berg or Berglund tag or Car- uh, I know about Carney, but um, yeah. So I, I got to figure. I got a lot of thinking about what I want to do there because I, I live in the middle of the Amazon unit, so I could just hunt really close to home for once. But probably what I'll do is I'll probably hunt either Berglund or Berga, and because um, I, I want, I need to get a, I need to get a spot established. I've been bounced around so much that I, I want to get a like good locked in bait site for once and um so I don't know, i'm gonna pick one of those units and then just do that as a second period hunt probably and then from mm-hmm. then years after i'll do the third period hunt in that same bait site that's what i'd like to do so I'm just gotta yeah. figure out where yeah, amazon amazon is a great unit like you said but uh, you need a couple of points a point or two to even get a third season tag. yeah yeah but i've hunted there before it's a little bit less hunting pressure to me yeah I deer hunt over there yeah and uh but it's just a little bit harder to draw so yeah kind of weigh the odds out and right and you can never go wrong with barriga unit or burgling they get a lot of bears too yeah burgling burgling does have a lot of bears there's a lot of areas that um 
I would say the bear the bear density is definitely the best in the Baraga unit, but you gotta watch out in Baraga though too because it depends on where you hunt. It's either fantastic or it's like the craziest hunting pressure for bears you've ever seen. <laughs> so but if you can find a good yeah. pocket where there's not many hunters, it's phenomenal in the Baraga unit. But Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yep. And now you got non resident hound hunters, uh that can uh, go to Kearney, Berglund, mm-hmm. and uh, Amazon. And uh, they can they can train up in Amasaw. They can they can train there too. So you gotta you gotta find your own little corner, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just to, you know. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, you got time to think about it. You got till May first. Yep, <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna put in for a Berga second period tag, but we'll see. So I could change my mind. I was eyeing up on my way to Wisconsin. I, dri- I had to drive through Berglund, you know, the whole Berglund unit, basically. I was eyeing up a few spots, but I don't know. I also looked, I, I found a map where all there was previous, like, bear kill sites. And I noticed that a lot of the spots I'd picked out had um, bear kills there. I was like, oh, it's probably somebody's spot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... Have you ever seen that map with all the uh, the registered bear kill sites? As, as far as uh, what like the DNR, the DNR will put out a map where they they put little red dots where there was a registered bear kill. You know, you can see oh, where yeah. most I, you've seen that map, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, I've seen it in the past. Yep, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting to see <laughs> the the spot where the spot in the UP where most of the bears are killed, like the vast majority. You drive through there in the middle of the summer and think this is like the middle of nowhere, and then come bear season, it's so packed with bear hunters, it's unreal. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a and Michigan's a tough state to hunt. Uh, we've got a lot of hunters, and you know. You know, we used to have more tags. Yeah. And it was, you know, a little bit nicer for for guys to hunt bears. They could kind of count on going every other year. Yeah. But uh, they cut the tags, and I think it was 2014. But there's still that hunting pressure for us. Yeah. We, got, we talked about the, you know, archery deer hunters and small game hunters and hounds, houndsmen, yeah. too, you know, so. Yeah. One thing I noticed from Wisconsin, from hunting Wisconsin this year is, the more bear hunters you have, though, too, your success rate goes down. Like there, because in Wisconsin, when I was hunting there, there were so many. You're not limited to a certain number of bait sites, and so a lot of people would put out a lot of bait sites. And um, what I noticed is that it was harder to keep bears on your baits because I mean, you'd have a, there was a lot of bears, but there's also so many bear baits that it made it tougher to keep the same bears around. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize. The more bear tags you have, the less you know success rate you're going to have too. So yeah, I can definitely drive it down because of the pressure for sure. Unless you're on private land, you'll have that hunting pressure on public lands. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it can turn nocturnal real quick, as you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so looking. Eh been going at this for a while but um one thing i want to talk about was um your bear season last year so you you and your fiance connie you guys shot bears really late last year we did we, we stuck with it um 
like I mentioned earlier, you know, the soft and hard mass crops last mm. year and this year were just ridiculous. They had uh, the bears had plenty of food. I seen up about berries and acorns, and it was nonstop since uh, May, early June. Just uh, everything popping out, and it's uh, you know when you have natural food, the baits are secondary. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so having said that, I've had some. We had some nice berries coming in. They were coming in later, and they were coming in at erratic times. Which told me if it's not a weather pattern, it, it tells me that they're feeding somewhere else on natural food and, mm-hmm. and then coming in later to feed at the big site. But uh, yeah, we we stuck with it, you know, all into the very last day if I have to. And uh, yeah, we had a couple of uh, rainy days. And when I hunted the day following those two rainy days, we had a, another front coming in right after that, which saw a spike in bear movement. And uh, that's when I shot mine. I think it was on the 10th of October, 11th, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and it was then, somewhere in the middle of October. Yeah, because we had some rain showers here and there. It was kind of off and on in October, almost almost exactly like last year, except last year we had a lot of windy days. Mm-hmm. But um, about four days later, we had the same scenario. Uh, I was sitting with Connie, and uh, we had a we had a rainy day. And then a nice, clear, bluebird sky day. It was just sunny out and everything. And then the day after was supposed to storm again. And we sat that day, that nice day, and sure enough, you know, it came out pretty early. She shot her first bear. It, was, it came out about 6 o'clock, I think. Yeah. Which was a couple hours before dark at that period of time. But, uh, but yeah, she got her first bear. It was a pretty exciting moment for us. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was... Uh, that was great. You know, it, I could I could go years without shooting a bear. I just like being a part of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But when you get one, it's just man, it's great. Yeah, you get all that delicious meat and just uh, and everything comes together. It's just a, it's a great feeling because you put a lot of work into baiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Especially those third season tags. <laughs> like you're baiting forever and ever and ever, and then you finally get to hunt. It's like yes. <laughs> But mm-hmm. yep, yep, I mean, exactly. It, it's fun baiting, but you know, after a while, it's like okay, I just want to hunt now. I just want to hunt now, because you know, like you'll be baiting through with the third season tags. You're baiting through like the best part, and you're like, oh wow, it's it's looking so good. It's looking so good. It's looking so good. And then you're like, you get down towards the end, like when it's time to hunt, and then it's like, oh wait. You know, the bears are going to slow down. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> stay there. Stay there for a couple more days. <laughs> but Yeah, the opening day or few days into the first season, you can't hunt, and you're having bears showing up in the middle of the day or yep. right, you know, a couple hours before dark. It's like, oh, man. Yep. But, uh, and then, yeah. I just, then you get to the 25th. I just get excited looking at the trail cameras and all the pictures, you know. Yeah. It's just like, man, they're still coming in, you know. It gives you hope at least. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know, it's fun stuff though. It, you know, it, it and it's such a nice time of year. Like, uh, I work with a, I work with a guy that he's not a bear hunter at all, but he he takes. He's like, yeah, you know, I I save all my vacation. I take two weeks, right? The last week of September and the first week of October. It's just the best time of the year. It's so beautiful. The temperature is perfect. The woods are beautiful. It's just a great time to, you know, just have time off and hang out and uh, like. I take the same time off 
every year too, and that's for bear season. <laughs> you know, it's just such a perfect time to be out in the woods because you got the colors changing. It's the perfect temperatures mm-hmm. outside. You know, so yeah, as long absolutely. as it's not it's raining, like it's great. And, and like you said, up here we've got so much variety of uh, uh, hardwood trees and softwood trees. They're just the colors are amazing up here in the UP and in like the northern part of the Lower Peninsula too in Michigan. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, but it's just so beautiful up here, and it's just great weather, like you said. Right. You know exactly. Whoops, drop my phone there. Want to make sure that we got everything on the list here. Um, let's see. One thing I would like to mention, though, Matt, um, yeah. in case we don't touch base before it happens, but every December we have the Bear User Group meeting. Yep. Um, the public is invited to that, and uh, I, I always strongly suggest for my friends to show up or, or the public to show up if they want to voice their opinions, because after the meeting, we'll have an open forum with the, with the people that attend. It's always great to voice your opinion, you know, and add your two cents, because, you know, if you're, if you're passionate about the sport, let us, let us hear what you got to say, you know, so... I just want that to be known that people can attend that meeting. It's usually in December and it's in St. Agnes, Michigan, which is at the Mackinac Bridge, basically. Yep. yep. So, Half so I encourage people to uh, come to that. And I always post on social media, and I, I think you, you probably will too when the meeting might be uh, as we get closer to it. So, yep, for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. Now, with the, some, I heard, that reminds me of something I want to talk about. With these new spring bear proposals, when when could that even, if, if everything went perfect, right? So the plan is we're drafting out the proposals right now. The They're going to be presented at the next bear user forum group meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. so ne- they'll be presented next December, right? Yep. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I want to try to get as much feedback as possible from then till December. Okay. Uh, or from now till December, and then just kind of see what everybody's in favor of, and even just present the one draft proposal. You know, if everybody's heavily in favor of a particular season or a particular right. draft. So, um, but yeah, that's that's the game plan to present it to the beer user group, and of course, it's on social media now, so they can look at it and respond if they want. Yeah. And. Exactly. Uh, We'll just we'll go from there and just hopefully have a good discussion about what we can do to provide more opportunities for the for the bait hunter. Right, so. for sure, for sure. Okay, so yeah, so at the very earliest, this would if, if everything went perfect and this happened, we wouldn't have a spring bear hunt until twenty twenty one at the earliest. That's if they could pull together the. Yeah, that's that's even if they passed it in time and made it happen, but it might not even happen. It probably early as you twenty twenty two, but yeah, you're right because it's a two year regulation cycle. Yeah. So if let's say the very user group says, "Yeah, we like your proposal three, that might just work. Let's try it for a two year trial run." Yeah. Uh, then it gets it gets passed on to the Natural Resources Commission, and they can look at it and say yay or nay. Yeah. Ultimately, they're the ones that decide things for us, you know. So if they say yay, it could actually go into effect for, like you said, 2021 and then go to 2022. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So cool. So all those all those bear hunters out there in Michigan, you know, just uh, 
if you like the idea, please uh, hop on board with Matt or myself and, uh, and, or attend the meeting and, yep. uh, you know, voice your opinions and maybe we could have some more opportunities, like I said. Right. Definitely. And, uh, you know, highly recommend you follow or join the, um, Black Bear Bowhunter Society Facebook group page that definitely, um, helps our numbers and stuff. Now, for like membership as a in the in the um group right the club um are are you set up yet to accept memberships or is that still a little bit down the road um it's something i'm working on presently okay probably probably will be available by the summer right before at least before bear season and uh, it's going to be more of a donation thing. And when you donate, you become a member. You have a membership card, like a sticker and maybe a shirt or a hat or something like that. Okay. I'm going to keep it simple at first because uh, I, I just want to move along slowly and make don't, don't make too many mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, the most important thing is, is our voice to be heard and to educate the non-hunting public about conservation and why we hunt bears and why we do what we do that's the most important thing but yeah as far as membership uh memberships go it'll probably be this summer okay and i'll just uh start announcing that okay on, uh, you know twitter instagram and facebook so yeah sounds good yeah and when that happens yeah. we'll obviously share it too so but... sounds good cool all right man i'll let you go but uh been fun thanks for coming on so we'll obviously have you back on lots so keep us updated and uh yeah any uh closing thoughts or anything no i just well i just want to wish you the best of luck in alaska yeah um, take as many pictures as you possibly can in that video we'd like to tag along with you mm-hmm. and uh just to, i just appreciate you having me on and Letting, the, letting our voice be heard. We're wearing two hats right now. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, we appreciate you doing this. And, and uh, yeah, we'd, we'd like to be on again someday. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We'll definitely have you on again, man. So, all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, folks. Thanks for listening.